All right. I'm like. I'm Mance. <laughs> and we are just these guys, <laughs> yeah. you know. A little confused. A little confused this morning. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, we actually record these things early in the morning. So if we're a little weird, it's because we haven't been awake very long. But it's really the only time of day that my brain actually works. True. That's that's a good reason to be doing it. Because mm -hmm. I've spoken mm -hmm. to you in the afternoon and you're like a vegetable. Yep. Yep. I don't even know what I'm th saying or thinking or nothing. Well, speaking of that, when we decided to kick this all off yeah. and we got together, you wanted to do a particular video yeah. that was in your mind and, and we created that video and that became actually the first commercial to go out for the podcast. Yeah. And in that commercial, you really challenge the, the audience, you challenge the listener with how do we slow our mind down? Absolutely. I came to you with the idea of doing a video where I'm just standing there and everybody else around me is just going crazy. They're Correct. just they're sped up. Right. And so as I was thinking about what I was going to say, though, in that video, the, it hit me that it's really a lot less to do with our physical bodies constantly in motion True. as it is our minds constantly in motion. Well, and I think your idea of the video represented that very well because that's how we feel a lot of time in our in our daily lives. Like we're just running ninety to nothing in circles, right? And my, you know, the the concept you said, how do we slow our mind down? And then the first two podcasts we didn't talk about it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but Welcome I to wanted to bring it, switch. Yeah, I wanted to bring us back to that. Yeah, how do we slow our mind down? Where did this question even come from for you? Well, it came really from a struggle that I've had for, I'd say years, but it might even be decades, where I will wake up in the middle of the night. I get the best sleep from about 9.30. If I could go to bed at 8, 8 p.m. every night, trust me, I would. But I get the best <laughs> sleep from about 9.30 to 1. And then I'll wake up at 1 o'clock, and I can't get back to sleep until around 3. Really? 3 or 4. Really? Then I get great sleep from 4 to 6. Really? But the whole time from one to three, my mind is just racing. I'm well, that is so it. unusual. I bet nobody else out there has that problem, do they? I'm the only one. You're the only one. That's scary. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, so help us. How do we shut our minds off? You can't. Mm -hmm. Great. That's wonderful news. No, really, you can't. <laughs> you cannot shut the mind off. And that's, that becomes part of the problem is we're trying to shut our minds off. Hmm. So, you know, the, the example I do with people a lot of times, I did it in the audience, uh, in the audience, I did it in the auditorium during the seminars when we did those, is, yeah. you know, see this cup? Right. Don't look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I'm trying. Now the cup is screaming at you to look at it. So what's happening here is the cup is in your peripheral vision. So it's actually impossible for you to not see the cup. Right now, until I said, don't look at the cup, mm -hmm. the cup's been here the whole time and it meant nothing to you. Well, that's but right. The moment you accepted the challenge of not looking at it, a number of things have to happen in your brain. First of all, the radar has to come up to track it mm -hmm. like the balloons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tracking all of them now. Trying not to see them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nothing here to see. Mm -hmm. But you have to track the object you're trying not to look at or else you might accidentally fail and look at it. 
Sure. So instantly when you tell yourself, don't look at something, you have to look at it. Hmm. Then as you struggle to try not to see it, it's, it's in your peripheral vision. So it's constantly in your vision, but you're trying to not see it. So you're, you're exerting more energy hmm. to shut down the energy that comes from looking at the cup. So as you try not to look at the cup, you want to look at the cup more and you get more energized. Yeah, right now. Right. Try not to look at the cup. You may look at the cup. <laughs> now, replace the cup with a thought. Hmm. You have a thought come up in your mind, and then you tell yourself, don't think about it. Well, the thought lives in your mind. Yeah. So there's absolutely no way in the world you can not have the thought. Even you know, we can give you a lobotomy maybe and cut that little piece of brain out, put right. it on the table. But if you have a thought, you can't not think about it. The, the, the example with the cup is what starts happening with the thought. We have the thought and we say, oh, don't think about that. So now we have to mentally track the thought to make sure we're not thinking about that thought. And then we start getting more and more stressed trying to suppress and shut down that particular thought. Hmm. So the, the dirty little secret is that when we try not to be stressed, we make ourselves more stressed. Hmm. <laughs> We're making mountains out of molehills. And you will see this with somebody if they're sitting in your living room or maybe when you're laying in bed, but you'll be stressing over something, which means you're thinking about it a lot. And when you tell yourself, you know, I got to stop thinking about it, you will literally stand up hmm. and, and you'll raise your hand. You'll stand up out of the chair. You'll wave your hands in the air and you'll shake your head like it's an Etch-a-Sketch or something. Yeah. Like, I got to stop thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> and where did that extra burst of energy just come from that launched you out of bed or launched you out of that chair is your act of trying to not think about the thought. Hmm. Well, that's so true. There's another mic drop moment. Ooh. Boom. <laughs> yeah. So the question is not, how do I shut my mind off? The mind is running 24 seven. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's sitting at idle. It's running. It, you can't shut it off. Yeah. So the challenge becomes, uh, somebody said somewhere in, in a pretty important book, take captive every thought. Yep. And so we are going to think all the time. What we have the power to do is to choose what those thoughts are. Hmm. That's and good. we are more successful when we choose what to think about. Yeah. Fundamental number four, for those of you who have the book at home and are following along. Mm -hmm. hmm. Because when you tell yourself, don't think about the cup, mm, now you're trying not to think about the cup and it's hard to pay attention to you and I talking. Yeah. But when you walked in here and you sat down, you chose to pay attention to me. Sure. You chose to talk to me, listen to me. And when you did that, the cups and the lights and the cameras all faded into the background. Yeah. But the moment you tell yourself, don't look over there at the camera. Mm. you become really awkward and you're trying not to look at the cup. You're trying not to look at the camera. So you don't know <laughs> what to do with yourself and you start to stutter. Yeah. You chose what to think about 
and that allowed the cup to fade away. Mm. So it's the same thing for us when we're laying there in bed at night or when we've got a lot of worries that we're struggling with. I, I hate the word worry. There are a lot of issues in our life that need to be addressed. Sure. That we worry about. The challenge is not to not think about them. The challenge is to think about them at the appropriate time and in the appropriate manner. Mm-hmm. Am I dropping revelation bombs on it's you? There's some revelation going on. Yeah. So the, the, the idea is that as I'm laying there at 1 o'clock in the morning, it's not to, to try to get rid of the, the thoughts that I have. It's actually just to choose better thoughts. True. Now, your, your video that, you know, how do we slow our minds down? That's a really good question. Sure. That is an excellent question because that we can do. How do you slow your mind down? We can do that. And now the, the, the technique that I've always kind of endorsed, and, and, and again, I've done it in the classrooms, I've done it in the seminars, and just had people practice this, is diaphragmatic breathing. It's a three-step process that if you practice it a lot, then you become very good at it and can do it very quickly. So step one, since the world is spinning out of control, you start by taking control of the things you have control over. Hmm. So step one is to control the body. Sure. Now, you don't control your heart rate or adrenal levels. Uh, You don't control your liver don't control this microphone <laughs> that keeps moving on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Now, just there there's a go. there's a tightener right here. You can adjust that. There's one there. You can adjust that. Okay. There Brief commercial go. break while Mike gets his equipment set. I got you. You back now? I'm back. Okay. So if we're going to control the body, we have to identify the thing we have control over. So we can maximize our power. Okay. So a lot of times, if you're watching a movie or a TV show and somebody's all wigged out, you'll hear somebody say, you know what? You need to breathe. Just take a breath. Yeah. And that's great advice, but we mostly breathe wrong when we do that. Because when when I say take a breath, you go, see it. Let's see it. Right. Exactly. Wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. It's down here, huh? Yeah. You, your first instinct is to breathe up in your chest. Sure. And that is where the anxiety and stress is telling you to breathe because it's trying to alert you and get you into that fight or flight mode. So it wants you breathing in your chest. And if you want to start taking control of the stress and the anxiety, then you start by controlling your body. You control where you breathe mm. and then you breathe the opposite the way the stress wants you to breathe. So you intentionally choose a breath into your belly, Mm. hold it, and you hold it for one second. Now that one second is when you send the message back up into the brain that says, slow down. Gotcha. Hmm. It's kind of like your kids when when they were running around the house like little heathens and you're in there at the kitchen trying to pay the bills at the table. Right. And you're yelling at them, calm down in there. And the next time they make a pass by the kitchen table, you snatch one of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do yeah. this. No, no, never. never. <laughs> you snatch that kid. You yeah. grab him by the arm and you take him by both shoulders and your eyes get all bugged. And you look at him and you say, daddy said, calm down. <laughs> and then you hold him for one second. Right. 
and then you release them. Mm-hmm. Catch and release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're running around, you're yelling, calm down in there. And then they finally get near to you. <laughs> yeah. You grab them and you hold them. And you say, calm down. Right. And you hold them for one second. <laughs> what is that about? Yeah. That is you communicating with the child behaviorally. Mm. If verbal communication was enough, yeah, they would have worked down more. when you were screaming. Sure. So when you combine the words with the behavior, this is what I want you to do, and you show them. I hold them still for one second, and if they don't stop wiggling, I don't let go. And when they finally stop wiggling, I hold them for one second, and I let them go. And you're showing the child how to calm down. Yep. So this is what you're doing with this breath. You know, it's not some weird tree-hugging thing. It is actually you drawing a breath into your diaphragm with your belly, and you hold it for one second to show your brain, I want to be calmed down. It's a behavioral communication. It's biofeedback. Mm. So step one is to breathe into the belly. You take a breath in the belly, hold it, let it go, and then you breathe normally. Okay. Step two is to control the mind. So what we were talking about a minute ago with don't look at the cup, which creates more stress, or pay attention to the person speaking to you, which allows you to relax and hear what they're saying. Mm -hmm. In step two, you're going to choose what to think about for a minute. Okay. Now, if I'm laying there in bed at night and I'm letting my mind run free like a bunch of wild horses, oh, why can't I shut my mind down? Oh, my goodness. Well, if I'm letting these visions of all the stressful things in my life come to my mind in that moment, my body is going to react with stress and anxiety, and I'm going to wake up. Yeah. So then I well, stop, and you put the pillow over your head, and you like beat on the pillow, and you flip around, and you're trying to not think about that stuff. Oh, my God, there's so much work. Choose. Sure. Choose what to think about. Hmm. Now, you said earlier that you will choose to do what? I have learned, and I can't believe it's taken me so long to learn, but for a while now I've been laying there, and I will go to prayer. And I will lay there, and I will I start with just everything that I'm thankful for. Boom. And it really is amazing how that will begin to calm me down. And before I know it, I'm waking up. At 5 a.m., not because of my mind racing, but because oh, I got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> That'll be in our next episode. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. what you're doing is you are choosing to set aside the worries and the stressors of the day or the week. Sure. The things that activate your autonomic nervous system, your anxiety, by setting those aside and then choosing to focus on something. Mm-hmm positive something prayerful something thankful your mind is now seeing those images Mm -hmm. and your mind will respond to what you're putting in it so if you're sitting laying there thinking thankful thoughts yep that's peaceful sure and so you bring peace to your mind you bring peace to your body by choosing what to think about absolutely and for those who you know because this starts a whole dominoes of, of problems for people. Well, what am I supposed to pray about? Ah, blah, blah. Right. Okay, let's start out simple. <laughs> you know, you've heard the old, <laughs> the old phrase, go to your happy spot. Right. Yeah, that's kind of corny. Right. But what you're doing in that moment um, is choosing a thought 
that you can focus on yeah. that does not excite you. Mm. And gotcha. so their meditation techniques will have you say the word one and you're focusing on the word one and counting one because it goes nowhere and you're just filling your mind with the word one. Sure. Other meditation techniques will have you listen to the ocean mm-hmm. and then see the waves lapping up on the shore because these things are not exciting. They're not stimulating. Sure. And so mantras are good, you know, saying Psalm 23 over and over and over and over, because as you focus on those words, you bring to mind positive or unstimulating images. Mm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the death, I fear no evil. And so you're seeing this peaceful scene in a valley. Mm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He maketh me lie down beside in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. These are beautiful images. That when we fill our mind with that image, we start to relax. So you combine these two things together. First, control the body. Second, control the mind. Now, what you're doing, de-stressing, lowering your anxiety, is you are now bringing your mind to the table. Sure. (laughs) When you're anxious and stressed, you got this tunnel vision going on. Right. And you can't think in those moments. It's it's, it's Mm. reactive. Mm -hmm. It's true. But when you slow your mind down, you open up your mental focus. You allow yourself to control what you're thinking about you allow yourself to access other parts of your brain things you learned 20 years ago something somebody said the other day as you slow down you allow yourself to access your power to think so the three-step process is first control the body second control the mind third control the situation Mm. When, when you're stressed and anxious it's really hard to control anything and so especially if you're laying there at night you just kind of run from nightmare to nightmare, worry to worry. Right. But if you slow your mind down, then you can choose, do I want to think about that tonight? Or would I rather just sit here and do a list of prayers and things I'm thankful for? Yeah. First, control the body. Second, control the mind. Third, control the situation. Mm. Oh, that's good. So... Now I can choose what I want to pay attention to, what I want to think about, and then I have access to the vast riches of knowledge that are in my mind mm-hmm. to bring mm-hmm. to this moment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, lift your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will be presented to you. In Christ. Now, can I challenge you in this moment? Are you ready for a test that may embarrass you? Sure. That scripture. Mm-hmm. What is the most important element of that scripture? I would say, with thanksgiving, that it brings peace. For me, that's what that, that that's what jumps out at me. Can I politely disagree with you? Go right ahead. Do not be anxious, but in prayer with thanksgiving, supplication, or petition. Mm-hmm. So I've heard uh, like Joel Osteen and, and a number of different pastors kind of talk about, don't worry, don't be anxious. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if I could, I would. How do I not do it? 
and they'll even go into that and say, you know, with prayer and thanksgiving. And I'm like, no. That, that's akin to you sitting there hungry. And I okay. say to you, don't be hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're anxious. And I'm hey. saying, don't be anxious. Sure. Uh, You're sitting there hungry. And I say to you, don't be hungry. Well, how does that help you? How do you not be hungry? Right. And then I say, well, get up and go drive around. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I get up and go drive around. How, how does that help me not be hungry? Right. So, so that middle section is actually the tool of how to do something. So it makes more sense. So I say, listen, if you're hungry, the best thing to do is get in your car, drive around and find a restaurant that you want to eat at. Yeah. Want. Yeah. What do you want? Don't be anxious, but in prayer with thanksgiving and supplication, tell God what you yeah. want. Yeah. You are setting the table by being thankful. You're freeing yourself. There's a lot of bad stuff going on, but let's think about the good stuff for a second. Sure. To get control of my mind. Don't be anxious, but in prayer with thanksgiving, okay, I have to shift from all the negative stuff in the world to the positive stuff in the world. And as I do that shift, yeah. I begin to calm down. Mm -hmm. Now I can think. Sure. Now I can turn my attention to the things I have control over and say, God, this is what I want in that situation. Yeah, that's good. Now to put a capstone on that, just to affirm the positive power of all of that. You have kids. Yep. And some of you out there have had kids or still have kids. At Christmas time, as a father, about a month before Christmas, what do you start asking those kids? What do you want? And the answer you always get from them is, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or everything. Yeah. So how do you how do you buy something for a kid who can't tell you what they want? What do you want for Christmas? I don't know. What do you want? Yes, anything. T tell me anything. Well, last year you got me socks. I don't want socks this year. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask you what you don't want. I asked you what you do want. Okay, well, I don't know. Okay, well, when you think of what you want, let me know. Have you thought of what you want yet? No, but I don't want any more of that stupid fruit cake thingy that you got. How frustrating is that as a father right? to have that conversation with your kid over and over and over and over again? Yeah, I see where you're going. We go to him and we pray complaints. Yep. We pray <laughs> what we don't want. Right. And he's standing there. I wrote it down in black and white for you. <laughs> Bring your requests to me. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. And then a peace that surpasses all understanding shall come upon you. Yep. That's so good. The, the OG of meditation is prayer. Yeah. It really is. But we, and it's such a gift. Well, and such this a is, gift. again, that's, and I think that's why this podcast is so important is because you hear that all the time. Go pray. Go pray about that. Sure. When was the last time 
and I'm again, I'm putting you on the spot, but I, I know the answer. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you actually sat down with somebody and said, here's how to pray? And I have so many people that I talk to and they're like, uh, I'm praying, but I don't know what to pray for. And I've run out of words and I don't know what to say. And I, 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 I'm like, I see my husband and he's praying and he's, he's just, he's praying the paint off the wall and using these beautiful words. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what to say. Nobody gets taught right how to pray. And I think this scripture that you just quoted Philippians four, six or seven yeah. is a great template. That it is. Rather than be anxious and focus on all the problems of the world, slow down. Think about the stuff you're thankful for. Yeah. Fill your mind with that. And then with supplication, with petition, turn to him with a humble belief that he is going to keep all the promises that he gave you. Hmm. Now, tell him what you want. Yeah. Good. And once you finish that sentence... Yeah. You start to feel at peace. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Thank you. I feel better already. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I thought I felt pretty good coming in. <laughs> I feel really good. Yeah. It's probably because I'm breathing. Yeah. Once <laughs> once somebody mentions it, you start doing it. So. Yeah. I've noticed. I'm like, this is awesome. Thanks, Doc. Well, I'm Lance. I'm Mike. And we are Just These Guys, you know. Tune in next week for another episode of Just These Guys. And uh, a little uh, pro tip. One, if you listen to this on headphones or earbuds, it sounds tremendous. And secondly, we drop little videos over on YouTube to see what's happening inside the studio. Some of them are outtakes, so they're kind of funny. But also, (laughs) some of them are just us talking, so you get a chance to kind of feel like you're part of the conversation speaking of which uh do go to the the uh, just these guys dot website make sure you follow there because there you can leave comments with each podcast um if for whatever reason you can't do that you know feel free to shoot us an email or say something on facebook if there's a topic you want to hear about you bet let us know thanks for joining the conversation that's right yeah Again, I'm Lance. I'm Mike. And we're just these guys. Mm